This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Link. And I'm Red. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are revisiting some lyrics to songs that we did not understand as kids, but now that we are men folk and fully understand experienced all the things that there are to understand in life. <laughs> well, you are just slightly more than we understood at the time. Uh, wow kind of blown away with what we were singing and what we were rapping and what we were talking about back in the day. And I wanna contrast it to how things are these days. So, but go ahead and tell me, how did you how did you get into this? This was a shepherd conversation? Yeah, so uh, last week on the same evening, uh, my boys had, uh, Shepard had his middle school dance and Locke had his high school prom. Uh, so boy it was just, you know, Lots of pictures being taken, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that you're feeling the dance fever. I think that there is, uh, as I, I think we said last time, there will be like a, a your approach to prom slash middle school dances because next year, you know, Lincoln will still be he'll he'll have the prom. Shepard will have another middle school dance, so it'll still be fresh. So we can kind of yeah. give the dads giving advice to uh, <laughs> to kids episode during when, the season. When it's more pertinent. Uh, but this is how this came up because I was just talking to Shepard and I was like, uh, so you gonna, you think you're gonna get out there and dance? Just, you know, I don't know how these things work anymore. Your generation's so weird. Yeah. Um, and um, and they've all been cooped up in this pandemic. They don't know how to speak to each other. They forgot what the bottom half of faces look like. There's just a lot to overcome. And <laughs> um, he said, I don't know. You know, I was like, you gonna like, you gonna like ask a girl to dance for He's like, I don't know. Like there's lots of I don't knows, uh -huh. which is I guess a good place to be. But then he started asking I me, he was like, so. well tell me about your middle school dances. And that led to talking about the time that we did, which we wrote about in the book of Mythicality where we basically did a lip sync contest where oh, you yeah. were, <laughs> you were, which is so appropriate now that you're becoming a DJ in your <laughs> second career. <laughs> Uh, you lip synced as a DJ. A which, pantomime yeah. as DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, and then that led to- As it turns out, I still have no clue how he does what he does <laughs> now. That led to um, a conversation about us using every opportunity we got to perform for our fellow students. Yeah. Which led to the conversation about taking over the fall festival in seventh grade. Eighth grade? I think it was seventh grade. Uh, I mean, it could have been sixth grade. And turning that opportunity of being able to, just having everyone assembled at the fall festival, which was a way to talk about Halloween without saying Halloween, I guess, in a small Christian yeah. conservative community. And how we took the song OPP by Naughty by Nature 
and made it instead of you down with OPP, you down with Halloween, which we had the privilege of yeah. performing live on the Tonight Show, backed up by the roots. Can you believe that happened? Damn. Like in the like stories we'll tell on the porch. I, I do think that it's a it's a career peak. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's, there's it's not going to get. It's not going to get any better than that. We've we may had, get back there. We've had a number of like uh, high points, but that's definitely one of them. And so that led to me saying. You know what? Yeah, it was the first rap we ever wrote and performed. Like it wasn't something, I'm still baffled by the fact that it happened because it wasn't like every year at the Fall Festival, some students would get up and perform. Like at the talent, I mean at the, at the dances, yeah, it was a lip sync contest. You would enter. I I approached the the administration and asked permission to do this. Yeah, it's just uh, (laughs) something that you took the initiative to do that was with with no, you know, it, the pattern had not been set. You have to set the pattern. <laughs> um, but that, crazy. Le- that led to um, me saying, have you ever heard OPP to Shepard? <laughs> <laughs> and of course he hadn't. <laughs> and while Shepard is a connoisseur of music and listens to a lot of old school stuff, he doesn't listen to much old school hip hop. So. Yeah. I turned on OPP and began to play it and I, of course, I know what it's about. I know what OPP stands for uh, because that's what the song is telling you about the whole time. Well, but I it was, was other people's property, but as you'll get into the lyrics, well, it's more specific than that. It's very, it's very specific. So you played the song for Shepard. And he was just like like putting his hand on his forehead and like just shaking his head. Like, but now, was he listening to the lyrics or was he, was he reacting to the production uh, or like just the style? So we listened to the first verse and he was taking in a lot, right? And then I said, Shepard, are you really listening to the lyrics? Uh-huh. And he said, kinda, I said, okay, well, we're starting over. <laughs> so I rewound it. Well, I didn't rewind it. That doesn't happen anymore. I'm old. <laughs> I just started the song again. And at that point, it was when he was processing exactly what was being said, which, now there's we don't have there's no embarrassment in our family about talking about these things. So it wasn't like, oh dad, I can't believe you're doing this. You're embarrassing me. He was just like, I can't believe that this was a thing that was happening culturally, I guess. But it's still it's still happening as we might demonstrate later, but it was I, a huge song. I mean, it was everywhere. It was I mean, it was definitely a crossover hit. It was like middle school dances absolutely playing the song. And like I said, I knew what it was about, but I had just forgotten the explicit nature. So I'm going to read the lyrics to OPP. And this came out August 24th, 1991. So we were uh, 13. Uh, And for effect, just to clarify, I will not be trying to deliver these rhythmically or in any relation to the song, not for legal purposes, but because it is more entertaining to read them as if you are reading a poem. Um, Arm me with harmony. Dave, drop a load on him. Those are some introductory yeah. things that were said. Yeah, and I guess Dave was Dave was the DJ, and he DJ was Dave. Or, or the and he was dropping the beat. Yeah. OPP. How can I explain it? I'll take it frame by frame. It to have y'all jump and shout with saying. Don't no. You, that's what the, the uh, one, uh, only one rule. You can't start doing the lyrics and singing the song. That's my <laughs> I'm only not rule. Sing it. That's I'm my not only rule. Sing it. I, let me go through these. Okay, okay. You go okay. through yours. Okay. To have y'all all jumping, shouting, saying it, 
O is for other, P is for people, scratch your temple. Yeah, think the, about it. Think last, about it. The last P, well, that's not that simple, mm. huh? It's sort of like, oh well, another way to call a cat a kitten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's five little letters that are missing here. You get it on occasion if the other party isn't gaming. It seems I gotta start the explaining, bust it. Yep. You ever had a girl and met her on a nice hello? Hello. You get her name and number, then left feeling real mellow. Mm -hmm. You get home, wait a day, she's what you wanna know about. Then you call up and it's her girlfriend's or her cousin's house? Oh. It's not a front. An F to the R to the O to the N to the T. Yep, that is how you spell it. It's just her boyfriend's at her house. Oh, that's why she's scary. Ah. It's OPP time, other people's, but you get it. There's no room for relationships. There's just room to hit, hit it. it. How many brothers out there know just what I'm getting at? You think it's wrong because I was spitting and co-hitting that? Co-hitting that, that's, that's a good lyric. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, that's OPP and you're not down with it, but if you don't, here's your membership. Oh. You down with OPP? You yeah, do this you part. know me. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. You down with OPP? I don't feel comfortable saying, yeah, you know me, actually. Who's down with OPP? All the homies. Every last homie. There. Every last homie. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Who's down with OPP? All, All the, the homies. Well. And now we gotta flip the script. For the ladies. Uh -huh. OPP means something gifted. The first two <laughs> letters the same, but the last is something different. You see how he got to different? Yeah. Probably tried different the first time. Now don't be. Uh, no commentary on the, on the lyrical choices. I don't want to criticize. This is a this is a classic. It's a hit. Tretch has a lot of respect. Better than I could have done. As a as, 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 as a lyricist. As is evidenced by You Down with Halloween, which we will not be reading. Uh it's the longest, loveliest, lean. Mm. I call it the leanest. <laughs> He's gotta get to that rhyme. It's another five letter word rhyming with cleanest or meanest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's talking about penist. <laughs> the past yeah. tense of being penist. <laughs> you have been penist. Oh yeah. my gosh. I won't get into that, <laughs> really. I'll do it uh, sort of properly. I'll say yeah. the last P hmm, stands for property. property. Now lady, here comes a kiss. Blow a kiss back to me. Now tell me exactly, have you ever known a brother who had another like a girl or wife? And you just had to stop a toast because he looked just that nice. You now, first of all, some of these lyric sites. This is genius.com. Sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes they get it wrong. So don't hold that against it us. It sounds rightish to me. Um, you looked at him. He looked at you, and you knew right away he had someone, but he was going to be yours anyway. You couldn't be seen with him at all, and still you didn't care because in a room behind a door, no one but y'all are there. When y'all are finished, y'all can leave and only y'all would know. And y'all could throw that skeleton bone right in the closet door. Doe. Mm -hmm. Now don't be shy, because if you're down, I want your hands up high. Say OPP. 
I like to say with pride, now when you do it, do it well and make sure it counts, you're down with the discount. Look, can I just interject and say, you have never sounded more white dad yeah, right. than you do right now. That's I'm, Well, I'm a white dad, <laughs> just being myself. And the same thing happens again. The whitest and daddest. Uh, this time is every last lady and all the ladies. It won't yeah. make you go through that. It goes both ways, it takes two to tango. And let me just rush. Well, it actually takes at least three, but only two are tango. This is a long song. Let me just rush through the third verse. I don't even remember the third a verse. A scab tried to OPP me. I had a girl and she knew that. Matter of fact, her and my girl was partners that had a fallout, disagreement, yeah, an friends. argument. She tried to do me, so we did it in my apartment, bust it. <laughs> that wasn't the thing, it must have been the way she hit the ceiling, whoa. Because okay. after that, she kept on coming back and catching feelings. I said, let's go, my girl is coming, so you gotta leave. She said, oh no, I love you, Treach. Tretch. Tretch? Yeah. He spelled it with an E-A. Yeah. I said, <laughs> now child, please, <laughs> you gots to leave, come grab your coat right now. You gotta go. I said, now look, you chose the stairs or choose the stair window. Oh my gosh. That was a fling, a little thing you shouldn't have brought your heart. Cause you know I was OPP hell from the very start. Come on, come on. Now let me tell you that it's all what it's all about. When you get down, you can't go running off at the mouth. That's rule number one in this OPP establishment. Mm -hmm. You keep your mouth shut and it won't get back to her or him. Exciting, isn't it? A special <laughs> kind of business. Many of you will catch the same sort of OPP messing with him or her, for sure. I'm going to admit it, when OPP comes, damn Skippy, I'm with it. The thing that strikes me so I is- I let my 13 year old be educated by that. We never, received this level of education. We never thought about the lyrics in this way. I mean, there were certain songs at the time that I was thinking about the lyrics, if they were like a story, if it was a story song, or if it was like something really just blatant, like a like young MC rapping about bust a move. You got this girl at the at the wedding and you're, you're feeling like you wanna that be with somebody. That was the only way I could follow it. This, this they washed wasn't, over you. This isn't hard to follow, but like, but rhythmically, it it was so catchy, and it was it was a little harder to follow because he was and is a really good MC. So I'm gonna put it on that, not just on us. But I mean, and this was I mean, we it was kids it was well. such a huge song. But we we were listening to other lyrics and processing them. But I never thought this is something that I disagree with. You know, cheating on like. Glamorizing, glorifying cheating on your partner as something that you can that is set up as like a cultural norm. And like, hey, if everybody's playing by these same rules, there's nothing wrong here if nobody finds out. You know, mm. it's like <laughs> I I would have felt. I mean, we wouldn't have agreed with that, but we were also middle schoolers. But we also if we would have thought about that's it. That's not how we. I, wouldn't have I given don't us think license. anyone thinks about music in that way. Well, I mean, parents do. do. Parent, parents do. are like, oh, you can't listen to this. Because you will adopt the philosophy of the person rapping who may or may not be playing a character, by the way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Yeah, definitely. But it that was never a danger. I never thought about having sexual license as a middle schooler. Now, if I was in college listening to this, it might give, might give me some oomph. Of course, not in not not when we were in college. The way we were in college, we would, 
we were listening to this, this stuff and I will note, you know, I'm talking about college, but to go back to this exact era, like taking the NWA tapes that your brother would secretly buy and sometimes they would be so raunchy that he would find a way to edit the tapes himself, like censor the tapes. A couple of songs he had to censor the entire song off the tape. I think Just Don't Bite It was one of them. Yeah, so, and we were listening to that stuff too. That was like, it was like musical pornography. Oh, it was so explicit. And very misogynistic. We didn't listen to Two Crew. It was very problematic, but yeah, we heard it. You're right, but for some reason we drew the line at Two Live Crew. I don't well, know, what my I brother did. I don't think your brother liked the music. It wasn't as good. It, it, wasn't, the Miami, it wasn't nearly. The Miami sound is not something that we really liked. It wasn't liked. as good as NWA. It just kind of, um, and that was at the exact same time. So those lyrics were like blatantly pornographic. I mean, they were like, there were sound effects of of sex acts and skits. And so all of this stuff was happening. So this was this was coded. It wasn't that coded. This is why it could be popular. But it wasn't. Like it, on radio. Th there were no curse words. And so it played on the radio. Yeah, there was not, there was not profanity. NWA wasn't playing on the radio. Well, one of the things oh, that, yeah. I, I, mean, I think that there's a, there's, it's interesting because you would listen to rap. reached number six on the Hot 100. You would listen to rap. A pop hit. To learn lyrics. I never did that. That was not, I, I, I would never like, I'm gonna listen to this again so I can learn the lyrics. If, I might learn them by osmosis, you know, yeah. just, just listening over time. But I just, I didn't ever, it didn't, I didn't start processing lyrics to songs until I was an adult and I still often don't process lyrics to songs unless it's like, oh, this is really, this is something meaningful here and I'm gonna like really listen to it. So I'd say 95% of the music that I listened to as a kid was just washing over me and mm -hmm. not, yeah. And, yeah. and I couldn't have told yeah. you what it was about. Yeah. And I, I think that's relatively All common. it takes is a little coding. That's what he did. Just a little bit. It's the longest lean, some call it the leanest. There's another five letter word rhyming with cleanest and meanest. That's not a lot of coding. <laughs> no, not really, but we, we didn't think about it. He's talking, he's talking about penis? What? So what? you're saying that you didn't know he was talking about penis when he said that? If I knew he was talking about penis, I didn't like then I didn't I didn't then zoom out to try to interpret the whole song. It was like in that line he says something about wieners. Ah, it just sounds cool. I own the I have this tape. I listen to every song on this tape. So I, I'm gonna skip to another. I'm gonna go to 1995. But first, hey, we want we got to talk about Mythicon on yeah. this freaking podcast. So listen, Mythicon, the most mythical event in the history of mythicality, the most mythicality put into one weekend in Austin, this Texas. Is, this is a convention in real life. Do we need to say that? Uh, yeah, it's Mythicon, it's a, it's, a, it's a convention. Mythical beasts. Austin, Texas. Descending upon a like western town uh, outside of uh, Austin, Texas that we're, we're basically going to just take over this this town for a couple of days and it, it's, it's like a mythical circus coming through a western town. It has this like sideshow kind of like, uh, I was gonna, it's not, I was gonna say Ren Fair, but no, it's not Ren Fair. But in the way that like, it, we're going all in, like you're entering another world, in that way it is. October 28th through the 30th, it's gonna be worth it. This is, this is gonna be history making, it's gonna be something that we can build on, 
you know, yeah. and say, hey, this is an amazing experience for the select group of people. It's very, uh, it's limited capacity, you know, with this venue that we've got, centrally located, that's why we picked Austin, and the, and also because the venue is like such thematically awesome. It That limited the number of tickets we could sell to, to create an experience for the people who are able to get a ticket. Yeah. So I'm concerned it's gonna sell out quickly. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but don't take that chance. This is this is this is where you want to be with us in Austin for that weekend. So it's mythicontickets.com uh, to get those tickets. There's different packages that you can get as well. And I will say that you know we've been talking about this and planning this for multiple years, honestly, since we stopped touring. Yeah. Um, and just w with our schedules and the way that things are sort of structured with all the stuff that we have to do, the thinking was. Hey, instead of traveling around, let's have everyone come to one place, right? Yep. And so, this is what we're putting. This is what we're investing in. This is what we're uh, we're we're trying to put the most mythicality all together in person in a way that we've never done before. So we really hope to see you for the most mythical experience possible, Mythicon twenty twenty two. So mythicontickets.com. Ear Biscuits is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, Here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code Ear. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. I'm gonna go to 1995, like I said, I gotta talk about how Alanis Morissette came on the scene, yeah, you know? She, it's, she, she brought it. Of You ought to know, um, it's a great documentary. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's uh, it's on uh, HBO. Of, all about her rise to fame. It's really good, especially the first two thirds. Um, but you ought to know. Uh, I mean, she's upset. She's she's her her man, who some people say is Dave Coulier, but she did. She's not coming out. In saying that, she says it's like an amalgamation of people. I think in the documentary, she she skirts the issue. She's not, it's not the type of thing that like. She seemed to say it was kind of a ridiculous assumption, but she didn't. And that she didn't address it directly. Which uncle is that from Full House? Uncle Danny? Uh, no, uh, he's the one with the. Uh, I know he's the, the blonde com one. The comedian. Yeah, but what what's his name? Joey, like? Uncle Joe, Uncle Dan, Uncle Joe. Joey. Okay, I'm right. Yeah. So the yeah. Uh, I want you to know I'm happy for you. It's, I mean, 
it, at her age, like she was so young, like writing these lyrics, uh, I wish nothing but the best for you both. An older version of me is she perverted like me. This is the very beginning of the song. Would she go down on you in a theater? What does that mean? Right there, one, two, three, four, five lines into the song. I think it means she goes to pick up your popcorn if you drop it. <laughs> yeah. Just make, thinking about the theater staff. Does she speak eloquently and would she have your baby? I'm sure she'd make a really excellent mother. Um, yeah, would she, would she go down on you in a theater? I mean, the second verse really, I, I never thought about that. I didn't know what that meant. Going down in a theater? Yeah. I don't think I knew at the time. What year are you I saying, mean, 95? No, 95. No, oh yeah, no, I knew I think we, well, I think we, I guess we knew by that point. Yeah. But you didn't but think. we had somebody had to tell us. You don't wanna think it was on the radio though. It's like, there's no way that's what she means if this is on the radio. The second, Somebody from Dunn had to tell us. Second verse hits hard too. You seem very well, things look peaceful. I'm not quite as well. Yeah, we kind of picked up on that. I thought you should know. Did you forget about me, Mr. Duplicity? Hmm. I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner. So you realize this entire exchange is a uh, confrontation where he's, he's out on, on a, a date. date with her, saying these things. She's there. Yeah. It, does she go down in you in a theater? Does she know. speak eloquently? Maybe later. Is she gonna have, oh, I'm sure she'd make an excellent mother. It's but like going she's to there. see Titanic later. It's pretty great. Uh, it was a slap in the face how quickly I was replaced, and are you thinking of me when you fuck her? Oh, Link. So that got, that was bleeped on, on, the, on the radio. Yep. But I mean, that was, that was quite an entrance to the scene. <laughs> so I, it was hard to ignore. I think the down on unit theater, yeah, we had to know what that meant at the time. And boy, that was, it was just, it was intriguing. I think you've by got this 95, whole grunge thing. Well, by 95, happen. The, the two of us. got this chick who's like bringing it. Uh, the two of us are uh, well established in a Christian band, mm -hmm. uh, making our own music at the time, uh, listening to secular music exclusively. Secular. Well, Suckler, the Suckler. only time, and, and, and worrying about them nuclear, nuclear bombs. <laughs> uh, the, um, I don't remember thinking that, like, I, di I didn't buy an Alanis Morissette tape or CD, like, I, I, but I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's catchy, it's a catchy song, but she felt dangerous, a little bit dangerous. Even though we listened to secular music, it, it, it felt like we would divide things into uh, sort of, you know, godly and worldly, Right, and she was definitely on the worldly side, and she was like kind of reveling in it. She was a little bit, she was a little, a little scary, a little intimidating. Yeah, at the it, time, it, there was that unabashed subversion, which was, I mean, but it was she was really just talking about someone that was true to her experience, that like tapped into what, you know, just the rage of like being being dumped. But I think what I'm saying is that we had a tendency to lose because with our worldview, you just put things in two categories, like this is good and this is bad and worldly, right? And when you do yeah. that, when you have a filter that it kind of just shifts everything into the worldly box, all the nuance and all the wisdom and all the interesting insights that you can get from that yeah. art is lost. And so you're just like, this is not, I mean, again, we weren't prudes and so we didn't, we listened to it but we secretly judged it as we were listening to it. And we never thought that like, this is like, this isn't just a catchy song, but you know, this is about a woman 
scorned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like eloquently bringing, I mean, it's still very 90s lyrics in a lot of ways, but uh, you know, you just lose all the nuance of, of, of everything. Yeah. Because I remember thinking, I was so into Tribe Called Quest. I'm, I'm, just, I'm actually wearing a shirt today. Um, <coughs> because. I'm actually wearing a shirt today. Instead of being. <laughs> that says it. Instead of being shirtless like I was planning on. Um, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, in 90, 91, when I really got into them, it was there was this, I was relieved that they rarely cursed. And it was like pretty tame. It was a choice that they made. And it, so like, I didn't feel, they were like very cool. Like one of the one of the best is classic hip hop album, but it was like I had per, I had permission to listen to it without like feeling like I had to sneak around or like I was doing yeah. something wrong. Right. It was it was the first tape that I had that was like it was it felt safe to me, but still very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For that reason, what you what you what you got next? Because I got some stuff. I I mean I had to hit the Atlantis Theater line, but. Uh, we may have some overlap here because there's some stuff in those like middle school, early high school days that is just ridiculous on the radio. Uh, I'm going to talk about Garth Brooks. <laughs> oh, you are? That summer. Oh. <laughs> okay, you're going to go in this direction. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. This is such a good song. Now, this is a story song. Garth Brooks, um, it's funny because. Well, I think one reason is because he doesn't put his music on Spotify. Uh, but like, I also, I was so into Garth Brooks in middle school. Yeah, you and were. a little bit, in, a little bit in high school, but it was justified. I, but I didn't, I didn't remain a Garth Brooks fan. I didn't listen to Garth Brooks in college. Really, I didn't listen to Garth Brooks in the like. I didn't do it in my twenties, thirties. You know, I go yeah. back and listen to it, and I'm like, it's interesting how. This music broke through in such a big way, and it connected with me in such a significant way. But I like I listen to it now, and I'm like, it wasn't as good as I remember. I don't know what I don't know well, what it's not it on is. Spotify. You listen to it on Apple or something? How um, are you even getting it? You going to Walmart <laughs> where it's exclusively sold? No, or it's there's I know there's some, there's a way that you can listen to it. I can't remember how I have, and it didn't maybe Amazon. It didn't tap into it for you. No, but this song. That's surprising. Uh, this song that summer, I, I what I would do is I would like sit in the back seat of the car when my family was driving and, and going someplace, and I, we would put on Garth Brooks, and I would sing it, and they would like, Rhett, sing that song, sing the sing the river. <laughs> no dream is like a river. I mean, he, for those first two albums, I don't think he missed. Every song was just great. But I'm pretty sure my parents never got me to sing this song in their presence. <laughs> <laughs> I went to work for her that summer, a teenage kid so far from home. She was a lonely widow woman, hell-bent to make it her on her own. Mm -hmm. We were a thousand miles from nowhere, wheat fields as far as I could see, both needing something from each other, not knowing yet what that might be. <laughs> well, I think one party <laughs> might have known <laughs> what that might be. Till she came to me one evening. Oh. Hot cup of coffee and a smile. Ooh, coffee in the evening. What's the late night? In a dress that I was certain she hadn't worn in quite a while. There was a difference in her laughter. <laughs> there was a softness in her eyes. Yeah. And on the air, there was a hunger. 
even a boy could recognize. <laughs> <laughs> a boy. Okay, so a boy here. He's a, he's a teenager. A, a teenage kid, and she's a lonely widow woman. So, so I mean, in my mind, he's, again, listen. Let's say, can we say is, he's 18? We really can't. Um, I mean. Let's just say that for, for the benefit of everyone. He's 18. <laughs> she's 46. Yes, she is. Well, she, actually, she maybe I don't well know. She's a farm woman. It talks. We give some. We get some details about her physically in a second. Okay. Uh, but she's been in the sun, so it's kind of hard to tell. If... Well, let's get to it. <laughs> but we're assuming they're both in their sexual prime at this point, which is uh, sexual prime for a woman is what early thirties. Okay. So I think she's beyond that. But, well, let's see. Uh, but she's still feeling the thunder. Uh, because oh yeah, she had a need to feel the thunder. This is the chorus. <laughs> to chase the lightning from the sky, to watch a storm with all its wonder raging in her lover's eyes. Wow. She had to ride yes. the heat of passion like a comet burning bright, rushing headlong in the wind, out where only dreams have been, burning both ends of the night. That is a good chorus. Burning both ends of the night. I mean, that is, I mean, burning both ends of the night? That means you're st you're staying up until the morning, man. Yeah, I mean that means you're making love at both ends of the night. Hold on, what? This is about making love? Uh, maybe. Second verse. That summer wind was all around me. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So they're outside. Nothing between us but the night. At yep. And when I told her that I'd never, so they're naked. She softly whispered, "That's all right." And then I watched her hands of leather. Okay, she's 80. <laughs> Turn to velvet in a touch. Well, hands of leather? Well, okay, okay, you know, 80 is like age spots. <laughs> That's- I have some age spots. No, no, okay, again, I'm placing this woman, she, 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 she's a, she, she's a farm she's woman. She's worked the land. She's been in the sun. Well, she may not have she's, worked the land necessarily, but she's she's working for herself now. She's a widowed woman that lives out yeah, on she's the plains. Working the land. You know, well, she's working this, the wheat at this time. He's singing this song in the '90s. It probably, of course, it didn't happen to him. But if it happened to him, then it would have happened in like the '80s, '70s. Sunscreen, not really a thing. I think you can have leathery skin at forty. Honestly, okay. Let's say, but she's 40. lonely widow woman. Well, he pushing you know, late forties. No, I think. And uh, you know he got he got some sort of like I don't know a young man's disease. What's that? Benjamin Button? No, no. I mean <laughs> he died young in a car accident, tractor accident. I don't know. Oh, oh, the husband. Yeah, she's forty six. Let's say she's forty three. I think you got to push upper forties, man. Hands of leather. He's really selling it here. Fine. Then I watch her hands of leather turn the to velvet. velvet in a touch. There's never been another summer when I have ever learned so much. So he just leaves the verse there. Wow. She had a need to feel the thunder. He wow. goes back into the course, chase the lightning from the skies, watch a storm and all this wonder raging in her lover's eyes. Well, she taught him things. You Ride know, the heat of passion. Things that like she had learned on the farm. Rushing, rushing what? Headlong. Head, rushing headlong. You know where the head is. Long. Mm-hmm. In the wind. Now where only dreams have been. He's fantasized. Someone's fantasized. It might be her about this. Now this is a let me let me just say, okay, I'm gonna be a little vulnerable here. And I appreciate not being immediately judged for it. 
uh, but I'm sure I will be. But I just got to say that for most, uh, uh, when we were in high school, most boys, without exception, had a fantasy to get with a teacher. Okay, I'm just gonna say it was highly inappropriate. Well, I'm not saying let, it's. I don't, you don't even have to say most boys, but yeah, it was a, it was a trope. It was a common. It was common. I am I am staking my claim on most boys had a fantasy about being with a teacher if there was what they would consider a hot teacher at the at the school. Okay, seemed like a great idea to me. There you go. We're two boys. Our sample size is two, and we both thought it would be awesome. Yeah. Um. And so. And I'm not commenting on the morality of any of that. I'm just saying that this is something that, this is a fantasy that lives in the minds and the loins of many teenage boys. And I think that Garth understood that in a powerful way. And so I think that's why this song was so popular, but nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to, it admit that's why it was popular. Give me the third verse because I want to. I want to see if we can remember how much we processed. Okay, but but the but you can't leave out the third verse. I often think about that summer. Okay, so now he's looking back on. It. How does he feel about it now? The sweat, the moonlight, and the lace. Okay, and I have rarely held another. When I haven't seen her face. Oh, wow. Her mm. wrinkly, leathery face. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I pass a wheat field and watch it dancing with the wind, <laughs> although I know it isn't real, I just can't help but feel her hungry arms again. Wow. So there's a bit of, it's, it defined sexual sexuality for him in a lot of ways, you know? It's like this kind of, he's been saddled with it. <laughs> Since saddled with that experience and but he's taking the lessons that she taught him into every subsequent relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, but he's like still seeing. She was her. his. He's sen- like obsessed. She with was his sensei. She's dead now. You know, she aged. She aged out. Well, that's hard living out there. The wind. Right. It's like boy, you're right into the grave. <laughs> was, was it only older women from there on out? I don't know. Older women make beautiful lovers. That is another song. Yeah, not gonna read those lyrics. Do you remember like just really, really jiving with these lyrics? I don't. Okay, I'm gonna be um, another step in vulnerability. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna say that uh, I am 90% sure. Be, try to, try to, Try to tell me like you would if you were Tretch. You know, you gotta li- veil it a little no, bit. No, no. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm speaking mathematically. I, was, I am 90% sure that 30% of the time that I listened to this song, I had an erection. Oh. <laughs> so, so 90% I do, sure that 30% 90% of sure time. that 30% of the time. So, so almost 90%? positive that a third of the time that I listened to the song that I got an erection. Well, you're really saying you could, like, it almost like you're saying 23% of the time or 100% certainty. If I don't, you had an erection. So that's still that's still almost a quarter of the time. It means I probably had an erection. Yeah. So yes, to your in the back seat of the car with your parents. I said that they didn't. They knew what was up. They didn't ask me to sing this one. Yeah, but just it comes on the radio. But yeah, I'm ta- no, I'm talking about alone in my room, passionately singing this, and then just trying not to masturbate. <laughs> 
Ear Biscuits is supported by the Farmer's Dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That, that woman is crazy, <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready-to-serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash ear. I have an I have something that's almost directly related but role reversal. So I want to go there next. But before I do, I just want to acknowledge that like nowadays the stuff that you can get on like I was I was like I'm going to pick a different Spotify playlist uh besides rap caviar to listen to while I'm coming down this mountain. I was like I'm going to put on feeling myself. This is another <laughs> Okay. Uh, playlist, the hip hop playlist that's a whole mood. I was like, oh, I need a mood going down this mountain. Well, it turns out it's basically all female rappers. You've got like um, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat, Erica Banks, Koi Ray. But, okay. I mean, so, I mean, especially by the time WAP comes along, and, I mean, it's like, hmm. yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Okay. Like this, this is explicit. Yeah. again and again and again. Like just referring to, you know, it's a, it's it's a it's a it's a female empowerment song. It's like, hey, I like sex. I have I have sex organs. <laughs> I have desires, and I can be in charge, and I can say how I want this done. And I can say what I bring to the table, and I cannot apologize for anything. Mm. And so there's this whole movement that you know you've got. I'm a, I'm just trying to slut this n word out, slut him out, mm. gargle on his kids, then spit him in his mouth. Oh my goodness! I told him slurp me up like spaghetti. He thought he was a freak till he met me. Oh gosh. And now I'm finna show him what it's about. Gargle on his kids? Yeah, so this is baby Tate. Slut him out again. You know, there's a, <laughs> Jenna, correct me if I'm wrong here. Jenna's the expert here. But this is, <laughs> this is like, hey, as a female, they're saying, I can, I can, I can engage in lyrical sexuality as well. This is not something that should be reserved for the men ba back in the 80s and 90s. This is something that, hey, I, I, it's my body, it's my desires, it's my world. Slurp up my spaghetti. Oh, right, yep. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's just so out there. I mean, first of all, what is radio anymore? But like, this is just out there, I mean, 
I give a family account to, and then like there's age restrictions for like Lando, but like, I mean, Lincoln's 17. Lily's off at college. I, I mean, mean Lando like, would implement his own age restrictions. I don't think you actually yeah, he, have, you don't have to do it. Um, but you know, it's, it's, where is this gonna go from here? I don't know, it seems like it's, we fully arrived at like, I'm putting my sexuality out there and I'm speaking about it in explicit terms and it's it's mainstream. The way we talked about NWA, like there was a lot of misogyny, there was lots of, lots of problems with that. Objectification, you know, the list goes on and on. But, you know, for something that can be, to some people could be equally as uh, offensive because of the words and concepts that are used, but then it's like, yeah, when I heard about WAP, I was like, why is this being celebrated? This is like, I I feel embarrassed, you know? This is <laughs> this is very explicit. And so what I said is how, how I began to understand it. So you're saying that like, such a progression. if you go back to uh, Garth Brooks and this the 46-year-old wheat farmer's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What she was really saying when she was saying, come ride the, she wants to ride the thunder, she was like, come slurp my spaghetti. Is what she, and, and yeah. Now, now this stir, many, you know, stir my cowboy chili. This many, this many years later, um, it's just you can just say it, just say it directly. But in 1997, if you listen to uh, the group Next sing "Too Close," baby, when we're grinding, that's right. I get so excited. Mm. Oh, how I like it. I try, but I can't fight it. Ooh, you're dancing real close. Plus, it's real, real slow. Now you know what you're doing, don't you? You're making it hard for me. I think I know what he means. And then, and then the girl starts singing, and she's like, step back, you're dancing kinda close. I feel a little poke coming through on you. And this is pre-Facebook. <laughs> right, that was so, just a weird right. song back in 1997. It's like on the radio, yeah, talking about the, just the dancing dynamic of I'm experiencing an erection. Uh-huh, yep, something you don't have to worry about when you're just in, in, in your room alone with Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just a weird song. I, I, I mean, you hear this song on the radio and it's just like, this is just, yeah, this this does happen. This this is something to be aware of. This is educational, but this is a this is a bit too blatant. Like, there's not, you know, it's you, well, you want to criticize them. Well, it's not that artistic. But again, I don't I don't want to start applying that to Megan the Stallion. Well, you mentioned uh, WAP. I'd like to I'd like to meet her with a clean conscience and say I've never I said anything negative about I you. Like I think you're a great person. Let's you, be friends. You mentioned WAP. You know, someone else was talking about wetness um, back in the day. MC Hammer. Oh, and, you're gonna uh, go, you're gonna do this. Yeah, so I'm going back to MC Hammer because what MC Hammer uh, represents is how on, this, on the same album, in fact, almost back to back, but actually there's a song in between. You're talking about the, the when he blew up, we're talking. Uh, you can't touch this days. That album. Actually, I don't think that these two. I think these two might be on. Please hammer, don't hurt them. 
Oh. Which is the second album. And then the third blew, blew, that blew up was. Uh, no, 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 it's on Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him. That's what I said. Yeah, that's the one with You Can't Touch This. Oh, I thought the Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him was, oh, okay, okay, so it was the first one. No, it's his second album. That's when he really blew so up. So You Can't Touch This was on Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him. Yep, okay. that's what I've been trying to say. All right. 1990. So. It's his third studio album. Again, as uh, white kids in Bowie Street, North Carolina at the time, um, You Can't Touch This was just like, I, it was just something, you know, it just was like spoon feeding us with. Yeah, when you're 12 years old, it's, it's amazing, man. So on this album, there's two songs, and I'm gonna read the lyrics to to kind of, this was confusing for me at the time, because we had Soft and Wet. Yes. And then we had Pray, we gotta pray. Just to make it today. Almost back to back. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll run through this pretty quickly. Uh, soft and Wet. Yeah. Soft and Wet, that's how we like them. Soft and Wet, yo baby, come here. Yo baby, tell me, what's your name? They call me Hammer, and I'm Rose from the game. I see your face, it stands out from the crowd. Move a little bit closer, let me be your style. I'm crazy, baby, I'm crazy about your love. Let me tell you about myself. Now, I'm a little bit different than the average Joe. I like my girls, and then I like a little bit Mo. Excuse me, girl, I don't mean no disrespect, but tell me, girl, are you soft and wet? Yeah. Crazy baby, I'm crazy about your love. I'm gonna tell you, I know how I like them. I like them soft and wet. <laughs> I like them soft and wet, check it out. You say you want me, well, I want you too. You say you need me, girl, then I need you. You say you love me, well, I love you too, but there's a few things that we got to do. I'm crazy, baby, I'm crazy about your love. How we like them, homeboys, soft and wet. Yeah. I told you we like them. Soft and wet. Let me explain myself myself again. Soft and wet. How we like them in the front? Soft, Soft and wet. wet. My homeboys in the back. How you like them? Oh, they're talking about not the front and back of of the uh, partner. I'm talking the front and back of yeah, the I room. Yeah, I got you. Got you with that. All you need to say for this part: Soft, is soft and, wet. and wet. Pump it up. Pump it up. Pump it up. Soft and wet. Soft is I don't know this song because I would always fast forward on the tape. It made you I would not listen to this song. It wasn't a good song. As a 12 year old, I would not do it. <laughs> Soft is the feeling of your baby smooth skin. Great. So we're not talking leathery hands Wait, here. Is he about to describe the wet then? Wet is the feeling that says, let the hammer in. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what the hammer is. Soft and sexy. It's his, it's his uh, rap moniker. It's his rap name. You got it that way. Wet is what happens when we both start to play. Good she is, I should know. Hype the feeling with my ninja starts to grow. <laughs> so he, he just admitted to it being normally hidden? Uh, well, he's a grower, not a shower. It's okay. I think he's saying he's uncircumcised. It's hooded. Oh, wow, Link, that is some Insight, you're right. Yeah. MC I've, Hammer is not circumcised. I've never seen it. But yeah, it seems that he's uncircumcised. And we met him from a distance at a party, but I couldn't tell from that distance. He lost his He was his also phone. clothed. He made an announcement from the DJ booth. If anybody finds Hammer's phone, bring it to me. Yeah, I'm Hammer. I'm Hammer. <laughs> okay. 
Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of Superfeet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Superfeet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, Superfeet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes, and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our, mm-hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Yeah, and then pray was right after that. So it's like, all right, and then when you get, I don't know, uh, hard and dry, we can go to church. Okay, so this is just called pray. Um, pray was actually a single, which is weird. That's word, we pray, pray, pray. Are you trying to cleanse us by reading these lyrics? I don't well, wanna hear the pray lyrics. Co- it did come, well, I This song sucked. Just we really, got to pray just to make, make it, it today. today. I said we pray, pray. Pray. Oh yeah, we pray. 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 We got to pray just to make it today. I, I listened to this one because I felt like it was Christian. Um, yeah, the, it's a pretty simple message here, but I think that the thing I didn't understand is that in my particular worldview at the time, these uh, the softness and the wetness, uh, which I was obviously very into the idea of, um, that wasn't something that God wanted for me yet. And I don't believe that Hammer was talking about his wife. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like we can talk about softness and wetness if you're talking about your wife, Song of Solomon, right? Okay, yeah, it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you probably shouldn't make a song about it, you know, keep it in the bedroom. But I was just like, man, he's like talking about this thing, but then he's I mean, if you can put it praying. in the Bible, you can make a song about it. Right, but then he's but then he's praying, and he's and it's, there's he's not apologizing for it. I didn't I, I didn't understand. You know, and now it's like I can understand it now. You know, I'm a I'm a spiritual being. I'm a sexual being. Mm. And you know, I, I'm not going to speak into the culture that Hammer came from. Beyond the fact that, like, okay, there's there's a church there's a church element and there's a sexual element. I mean, and it's not just so. I, I'm not saying anything really about black culture or growing up in Oakland or wherever he was from. I it's I think it's true to it's it's a human truth, you know? We're sexual beings, we're we're spiritual beings. And also wetness is an important part of the process. I mean, let's just be honest, right? I mean, that's an indication that we're all on the same page. 
I mean, yeah. obviously the main that's important. the main indication is verbal consent. <laughs> Let me be clear about that. But but I'm saying that yeah, and also being of an age of consent, right? And which, as which, we established, he was 18. Garth was 18 when he made love with that 46 year old wheat farmer. Well, okay. I, I I need to take us to another place that's a little don't get any don't 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 get it twisted. Well, I'm gonna twist it. Oh gosh. Okay, because first of all, I want to talk about um, knocking the boots, which is you know. Uh, an H-Town song from from the 90s. Uh, uh, give me some good love, somebody rockin' knockin' the boots. I can't not sing it. Wow, that's that's a good one. Uh, give me some good love, somebody rockin' knockin' the boots. Now, knockin' the boots, uh, as it turns out, was an old Western slang. Yeah, because. From the cowboy days. The boots. But in the 90s, you got all of these rappers wearing Timberlands. They're wearing boots. And then they're talking about like. Do you think it's from where you're wearing the boots while making love? Because I always pictured it was you had the boots off and they were next to the bed and the bed is moving the floor and so the floor, the boots are going up and down on the floor. Um, that, you, you think people are wearing shoes making love? That's where boots? it. Boots? That's where, I have the answer to that question. Okay. Back in the Western era where it first came about, yeah, it was like you're putting your boots under the bed. Whose who's bed have your boots been under? Okay. Shout out to Shania. But, um, I owned the Bell Bib DeVoe poison yeah. tape. Poison, poison. 1990, but another single off of that was called Do Me. Oh, they played that at our freaking dance. Do Me was played at our dance. Again, 12 years old, 13 years old. Take a look at me, tell me, do you like what you see? Do you think you can? Do you think you can do, do ooh, me? Ooh, me? Hmm. Kiss me, pretty baby. Touch me all over. Girl, what makes you think you can do me? Do you think you can do me, girl? <laughs> do me, baby. Ho, oh. Do me, baby. Do you think you can do, ooh, 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 me? Baby. Do me, baby. Second verse. Got it, do me. Girl, let your hair down. Take off your clothes and leave on your shoes. Ah, yes. Would you mind if I looked at you for a moment? That is kind of sexy. Before I make sweet love. Then, then the other guy comes in. I think this is, uh, I don't know if it's Bell Biv or DeVoe, but I, <laughs> Yeah, I need to throw one of them under the bus. <laughs> Backstage, underage, adolescent. How you doing? Fine, she replied. Whoa, 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 I whoa, sighed, whoa. I like to do the wild thing. Action took place. Kinda wet, don't forget. The J, the I, the M, the M, the Y. Why y'all? That's the Jimmy. Jimmy, the condom. I need a body bag. You gotta wear. So his only concern was wearing a condom. Good gracious! What year was this? Nineteen ninety. So yeah, this is troubling, right? Backstage, slightly problematic. Underage adolescent. How you doing? Fine, she replied. Action took place. This is, this is not good. This is a. Uh, I mean, this is like the commission of a crime in a in a song. Yeah. But this is not the type of thing, I don't know, this was on the radio. 
ah, it just makes me feel uncomfortable, well, you know. And it's yeah, I and mean, again, and it's not about this is not the only song that the, it was spoke of such things. But you, oh for, yeah, for, that, for, for many, many, many years, this is probably the very end of. I would say that by the by the end of the nineties, no one's talking about this in, in popular music. Yeah, but there was a I lot. I think the nineties like, was the ushering out of this being something that, like, yeah, we could talk about this and see, try to make it seem like it's okay by talking about it, you know. So it's just a weird, bad, bad choice of a lyric. But there was a lot of like very overt. Let's let's sing about sex. Like, I mean, you. But but there was some female empowerment happening back then. You got like Salt and Pepper with like Shoop. And then after that was let's talk about sex. You know, it was they were very empowered, but they were in so uh, definitely a precursor to what we're seeing today. Uh -huh. But you and so they were doing good work, in my opinion. But you got people like Color Me Bad, which had to add an extra D on the end. It's like, well, are you compensating for something? You're literally adding another D at the yeah. end of bad. Mm -hmm. And then they opened that pottery place. <laughs> <laughs> After that, yeah, they, yeah, that's that. That is the best thing to do. Nineteen ninety one, um, TikTok, you don't stop to the TikTok, you don't stop. Uh, yeah, girl, you make me feel real good. We can do it till we both wake up. It's like, oh, really? In my experience, that's not, I, I, you know, we can both do it in our sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's potentially problematic as well, depending on your interpretation of uh, those events. I think it just means let's do it into the morning and I think uh, it was just it just made a. I do think it's possible though. You can fall asleep in in in, in the act of coitus. I mean, if you're. Well, I think the act of coitus stops the point you fall when you you're fall done, asleep. When you're done, but you like, you stay yeah. in position. Yeah, well. I mean, there's I, that, what's that all? I'm a very large man, my oh, wife oh, is pretty God. small. I don't think this is a. What are you talking about? I'm saying talking about I your weigh, entire body. I weigh 210. Okay, 215 yeah, you're talking pounds. about your whole body. I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're the, the night one who brought where this up. I fell asleep inside you. That like, oh, Merle Haggard talked about that kind of. No, we talked about falling asleep on the floor. The night we made love in the hallway and slept all night long on the floor is the Merle song. He didn't specify if they were still in, conjoined. But that's how I've always pictured it. I'm talking about the Third Eye Blind song. Okay. Uh, anyway, to get back to this, where's my tab? Um, yeah, I wanna sex you up. Ooh, 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 ooh. I wanna sex you up. All night, girl, you make me feel good. I wanna sex you up. Like this is just happening on the radio. There was no, get, you know, it was the point where that just started happening. I remember the first time I was riding in a car with my mom and like that George Michael song came on. I want your sex, and my mom was just singing it. I've told this story before because it's just it's it it Whoa. really Sue. scarred me. Good gracious! I want you no sex. Oh, it scarred you. She, but she's the know. one who gave you the pamphlet. It was pretty good though. You know, it, it was a good department. message. It's like my mom's just jamming in the in the car. I want your sex. Like, hey mom, I'm also in the car. <laughs> Can you just wait until I'm not in the car to sing this George Michael song? So. But then by the early 90s, it was like, yeah, how can we just be blatant? Do me, I, I want your sex. I wanna sex you up. But if you listen, in fact, uh, recently when when I was back home, my parents were talking about um, their favorite song, and boy, I wish I could remember it, 
but it was Rockin like Robin. It was like a 1950 song, and then they were like, "Yeah, we listened to that song, and we realized it's really dirty." And I don't remember yeah, what it was, but it. basically it was about yeah, it was about just getting into bed and making love, and they it was a little bit more coded than the stuff is today. But I think that's the thing is that we have this perception. I think this is a one of the points that you're making when you talk about the the WAP thing, you know, especially from our background of of being sort of culturally conservative for a really long time. Uh, you had this tendency to think that the disposition is to think that things are devolving um, morally over time, right? That's that's how we mm-hmm. used to think, right? It's like things are getting worse, right? People are the standards are getting lower. Whereas when you have a progressive mindset, you you think about it from a different standpoint, which is people are getting more rights, people are getting more acceptance, people are uh, you know able to express themselves in ways that they used to not be able to express themselves due to oppression or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's true. But the point I I, I I find interesting is that they've all, everyone's always been talking about these things. Everyone's always been singing about them. Everyone's always been writing about them. And just because the curtains are pulled back a little bit more and it's a little bit more honest and explicit, and I'm t- saying ex- the word explicit literally means like, very, very clear and unveiled, Spelled right? out. Uh, and how does that make it worse, I think is the question. Hey, yeah, you were singing about the same thing 50 years ago, you're still singing about it. You know, there's some things that are problematic, like being able to spot the actually problematic thing like you spotted in that right. Belle Bib DeVoe song, it's like, oh, now we're talking about somebody being a tank taken advantage of. Now we're talking about a power imbalance. Now we're talking about somebody's will and rights being violated in like an underage situation, like that's the piece of that that we need to be able to recognize. It isn't the fact that someone's saying do me. <laughs> right. Is the bad thing. People have been saying do me since the dawn of time and by the way, that's how we all got here because somebody did somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so it They is- could have done it in the morning, they could have done it in the night, they could have done it when they wanna do it. Just right. do me. And so even something that to me seemed very incongruous back in the day to hear Hammer talk about soft and wetness, softness and wetness, and then praying two songs later. I think the point is, is that Hammer may have understood more than we gave him credit for at the time. Now, I do not believe his music holds up, uh, but I'm not looking back with the same kind of judgment that I had at the time. You Can't Touch This was unbridled, undeniable pop hit and it it has to hold up. I do not accept that. That particular song. Well, mostly because it was like a baseline from another song that was actually really good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna co-op Rick James, Super yeah, Freak, right. then you're you're off to a good start. Yeah, so all you had to do is that, just be like, that shit holds I'm up. gonna just keep playing this loop and <laughs> it's never gonna get old. I feel like we learned a lot. I mean, there's been, the, the, you know, I, I love playing music in the house, like, Profanity is something that we 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 tried to not just let run around blatantly in our house as, as the kids were younger. But like Lando's finally gotten to a point where he's like, "All right, I've lost this battle." You know, it's this is just part. This is this is reality. People say these things. He doesn't. He's not happy with it. Right. But he doesn't like exit the room anymore. And he'll ask nicely if I'm playing something that is um 
too too many curse too, words. Too much. But it but again, to me it's not about the curse words, it's about like the content of what he's saying. Is it I it's is he about to get an education at twelve that he's not ready for? I'm not gonna play that. No, I'm not gonna play that in the house, I'm not gonna play that in the car, I'm not gonna play WAP in the car with my kid. Like somebody expressing themselves with a with some colorful language, I just think that's you know that's self-expression. It's language. Yeah, I think you start with soft and wet. <laughs> you know, you start with soft and wet, and then you move to WAP. If you take, if you want my advice, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely like a profanity playlist and that I could create. In there. That would be funny, like to create a like. By the end of this playlist, you're going to be totally debauched. Like, where that I would think, just be a funny I, exercise. I, I think he'll get there on his own. Just I'm the I'm the peers. I'm the I'm like the, the uh, dad who's like trying to get your son. No, no, to. no. I'm a DJ. I'm the I'm the sex education DJ. Like I'm gonna take you that down on a, a musical monitor. journey. Like well, we were talking about, and you need the helmet. Maybe you just wear a giant condom over your face. What if you the breathing is going to be an issue? No, no. It looks like you can't breathe, but that's the. the, the I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a. If you were a, a DJ, a who, personified condom. But think about it. No, all this is just this is just one idea. All the schools would invite you. I, this is not all the public schools would invite you. You'd be like I'm a not part a clown. of the program. I'm not a clown, dude. They're like the condom. The <laughs> DJ condom is DJ Jimmy. <laughs> is coming. Jimmy Hat. Jimmy Hat is coming to our school dance. <laughs> Who's that? Well, I think it's that guy from Good Mythical Morning. But uh, he's also a DJ who wears a condom name, over but, his uh, head. Okay, I'll put, I'm gonna put Jimmy Hat on the list, Jimmy but I'm hat. not gonna be a. Okay, okay, I'm not gonna be a mascot condom. What if you just wear a hat? Yeah, I'm saying. And if you look closely, you see that it's made of like condom wrappers. Like if you looked closely, you'd be, oh, he is wearing a Jimmy Hat. Just something to think about. Cause it's a sex education thing. You're a sa you're the safe sex guy, and you're like fulfilling your mother's life work at the health department. That pamphlet that she gave you back in the day about yeah softness everything. and wetness is now coming to fruition as you're teaching all the children about safe sex through cool music. You know, I I I do have my next gig. Oh yeah, I know about it. Yeah, <laughs> are you expecting to be paid for that because it's at my home? <laughs> <laughs> Are you, no, hold on, you no. you're bringing your top, your set, your, your set top. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing a top. And are yeah, you yeah, gonna yeah. be tapping into my sound system? We gotta figure that out, yes. I mean, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not renting a sound system, that's on you. So, well, my sound system, you can tap into it through uh, just like a, uh, either Apple or like a Google, like you can, you can cast to it. Can DJ Jimmy Hat do that? Uh, We need to, we need to do a test. You need to test this. Where are you setting up? I, it, you need to start thinking about all this. I, I'll I'll consult, but that's an extra fee. Just so you, if I, I gotta show up, just so you know, uh, we're doing a, like a little graduation party for Locke that includes. Uh, it's not like all his friends. That's a different thing. It's oh really? Well, no, it no, it's it I is. I thought I was DJing for your son and his friends. No, no, which could sound sad, but I'm excited. No, no, about no, it. it's it's it is his friends, but it's mostly like the families that he kind of knows and kind of grew up around, and also his like his very closest friends. So it's not like, hey, I'm inviting everybody from my oh. school. I don't know how. I mean, actually, I don't want to do that. I'm man. not involved. That's in not the, that's in not what I that's not what I want. I thought this was just like all of his friends. This is like a real party. 
that needs a real DJ. Well, you need to talk to my wife. She's the party planner. Like, if there's gonna be a bunch of adults and I'm sitting there like, why is Link DJing over there? Why is he not at the party? That's gonna feel weird. But but can't you get, get, get it going and then walk away? <laughs> yes. I feel like, but you said that you wanted to do that's not DJing. Like barbecues. Yeah. And I assume that you still wanted to be a part of the action. Well, that's not DJing. In the conversation. That's not real. I, I think mean, you may be inventing a new style of DJing, which you is don't like, know. You I, don't know what you're talking about. I am a, I'm a member of the party, but I'm also the DJ. Okay, all right. I, I'm sure that this is a thing that exists. I can do that, but that's not what I thought I was signing up for. You thought you were gonna like a booth? And you're gonna be like protected from everyone? Yeah, I don't wanna be touching your these teenagers. I don't, wanna, I don't want them to be like getting in my space. Well, we need to talk. We need to talk more about this. Okay. I wanted to get. I wanted to do a a cool party with. It's gonna kids. be a cool party. There'll not be a, some kids. There not might, my friends. There might be more kids than I realize. Honestly, All I right, don't. We'll know. talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Um, you have a wreck. It's my wreck. You know what I recommend? I recommend us ending this episode with some of the voicemails that we've gotten that allude to this previous episodes. Now, so as we talked about, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna recommend that you keep listening as but, we shut this episode down. But can I down. say that yeah. I don't necessarily want this to necessarily mean that we can't have a we can't also have a wreck and voicemails. We true. reserve the right to have wrecks I and voicemails. I am I am I have a wreck. It's yep. continue listening to the to the closing voicemails. And if if you want to leave one, one eight 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 earpod one we I listen. I love listening to these messages. Thank you for calling. It's cool. Some people are correcting us. Some people are a a answering questions that we ask. Some people are giving perspectives on things. And like these two, you're going to hear. Uh, some people are just telling us some some funny tidbits from their lives. Hi, uh, my name is Jackie. Uh, so I just had to share a funny coincidence with you guys. Um, so this morning on my way to work. I was listening to the um, episode, the Your, Your Biscuits episode, where Link was sharing um, Lewis's memoir. And just as he got to the part where he was talking about, uh, where he was reading the section of Lewis uh, living in D.C. and running up and down the Washington Monument, um, I, on my morning commute, was driving past the Washington Monument, um, which was just such like a cool coincidence. Um, and that then reminded me, um, several years ago now, there was an episode, um, and I can't remember the details of it, but I know that there was someone called Mr. Noodle. Um, and uh, I was also driving while listening to it, and uh, a minivan pulled in front of me, and the license plate was Noodle, um, which, again, such a weird coincidence. Um, so, you know, that's two times that uh, your biscuits, has uh, lined up with something that I am experiencing currently in my real world life, um, <laughs> which, you know, is only two times, but it's two whole times. So uh, anyway, cool. Thought I'd share that with you. Uh, thanks for all the fun stories. Bye. This is kind of random, but I was listening to, I think it was your most recent Air Biscuit about planning days for each other. And Rats Rex was to just go to the doctor if something hurts. And that's really funny because <clears throat> my wrist has been bothering me all day. And I think it's from an injury I had in high school, which was <clears throat> maybe like six or seven years ago at this point. So 
And I keep thinking in the back of my head, I should probably go to an orthopedist, orthopedist and get this checked out, but I just haven't done it. So maybe I just needed Rhett to tell me to go do it. So thank you, Rhett. You rock. <laughs>